I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just tap not water. tap water. I don't it defeats the, the whole purpose. Really but I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more water. water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's, literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends right and your body just anyway. expels what you don't need your yeah. body will not absorb it it's like once it reaches the limit you'll find that you go pee more right mm -hmm. what were your symptoms before oh i was i would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom i was working from home eight hours a day and i there were many many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every there. day, seriously, start really, your day. What it is. It's like really, start your really day have with to. cardio miracle. Go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code Defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. An additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right. So, uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com. Promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. 
refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. in the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. I had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. 
For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn oath they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore, and then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died, or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia. God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. 
remember. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Sometimes far too long for 
Remember, when the day comes, do not run. Do not panic. Set your feet as a stone, my child, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. And welcome back, fuckers, You're to another so episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. Sunny, bitch. <laughs> I am B. Lynn, and with me is my hetero life partner. Hi, it's Heather. Heather. Just here to talk shit today. Usually with me on Freedom Gardens, but you know, Mick is still hunting off, trying to fill our freezers, freezing his ass off while he yeah. does it he up in North Carolina. Yeah, he really doesn't. So, honestly, uh, none of us do. Yes. So, hey. Jim Price is joining us today. <laughs> if y'all aren't familiar with Jim Price, uh, he is also part of Decentralized Media now over on the Red Pill Project. So uh, let's welcome Jim Price to the show. How you doing? Hey, Jim Price. How's it going? Oh, yeah. That was- <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Long time no see. Yeah. Living the life. Didn't travel a lot. I got to travel again next week to Phoenix. Uh, for the turning point event out there. So that should be exciting. So that'd be good stuff. Nice. Yeah. I uh, just got back from Florida and I don't know, something happened to my allergies on Tuesday night. I went into this whole tailspin. Colodial silver, uh, ivermectin, HTQ, and a couple of things. And wild oregano cool. oil. I don't do the oregano oil. I, I just think it smells like pizza. It throws me off. I don't know why. I mean, <laughs> it, it tastes like it's really hot. It's, you yeah. know, like it, it makes, literally makes your mouth really hot. You gargle with it. But um, I don't know if you ever saw that video of that kid that, um, I don't know, did it for a high school science project where he took um, a standard antibiotic like amoxicillin Mm -hmm. and garlic and oregano oil uh, to see what killed bacteria fastest. And the amoxicillin killed like 20% 20% of the bacteria, the garlic killed like 40% of the bacteria and the oregano oil killed all of it in like three times as fast as, as anything else. So it works, but it's really strong. It it's really, really, strong. Really, really strong. It's really strong. Well, right. that's the sad part of it is like, I was, I I've been, I've been seeing these things where people are like, Oh, I've got pneumonia. I'm like, well, put two or three drops of hydrogen peroxide in your nebulizer and do a breathing treatment with that. And then uh, if you want to create uh, the healing, uh, do two or three drops of uh, potassium iodine or Lugol's iodine and do the same breathing treatment. And it will go in and tell your body to start repairing the bronchial sacs and the damage from the old. I, I just, um, I even, okay, so you know about my daily cut an, on, cut an onion in half, put it at the bottom of your feet, put a sock over it and sleep that way. And the next day you'll feel great. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's absolutely correct. And that's the stuff that we don't, we don't pay attention to, right? Yep. Yeah, even uh, you guys, you know, my natal naturals, that vitamin line we're doing now. Yeah. Um, I talked to their rep and I got her so excited about iodine. She ordered it right in front of me. <laughs> she was so excited about to get iodine in her diet. And once I told her about it, she just, it just all clicked. Like she's like, you know, she's like, hey. And then she both, so the last two days she's been texting me about iodine. So I thought it was kind of funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, Josh sent me the link for that. And, um, you know, we, we always, we always use something like personally use something for at least 90 days before we start promoting it on the show. So I actually just ordered some, so it'll be here for Christmas. Um, the magnesium, especially that's, you know, that's huge. It's such an essential part of, of yeah. your life. Uh, so the, the, okay. Copper and iodine, if you don't have those two in your, in your diet, everything else is expensive pee. Mm-hmm. You're just pissing out every, and literally, I mean, you're going to absorb maybe three to 5% of what you're taking. 
And the rest of it's just going to flush through you because your body doesn't have the ability to absorb it. It just doesn't. And some of it will passively absorb, but, um, but then the magnesium and then the methylfolate, I mean, that is huge. People don't realize methylfolate that's liver, that's brain function. I mean, there's so much to go along with that. So, yeah. Oh yeah. And your blood type makes a difference too. So if you're RH negative, you need more copper in your diet because your blood is copper based. If you're RH positive, you need more iron in your diet because your blood is iron based. Yeah. So um, that's why they always tell RH negative people that they're anemic. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I just, you are, a, uh, I'm a negative. What are you? Um, I'm, I am actually also, well, I was AB negative and then it switched to B negative. Mm -hmm. My blood type spontaneously changed, mm -hmm. which was very random. That after doesn't pregnancy or how did that happen? Yeah. After pregnancy. That, that, that's a, that's, I hear that's a thing. I mean, people that have had, you know, when your body goes through that, it, it does, uh, it's your body does little weird things here and there. So. Oh yeah. But, but randomly my husband's blood type also changed. What? He went from A positive to B negative. Mm. How crazy is that? Yeah, I don't know. You guys, hey, you guys been abducted or something? You guys want to talk to me about this? Like, I mean, uh, well, something like that. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different story. We uh, we did like a six hour, seven hour, pod, six hour podcast on that a, a ways back, a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, it, angels and and craziness. But um, I played that opening song for a reason. Okay. Actually, because you have you heard about what's going on with I well, first off, I saw a lot of people going, Hey, that's an that's my favorite song. That's an awesome song, but I've never seen the video before. I hadn't seen the video before either. Really? And it's creepy as fuck. First I, off. I've seen the video tons of times when I was growing up. You know, I, I but I didn't it didn't you know my like, mom didn't let me watch MTV. You didn't look at it through the right eyes, right? My mom let me watch everything. You look at it and how you process it, right? Yeah, exactly. I I watched a lot of videos because we watch. My family loves music, so we always had MTV on all the time. It was just you know something when when it was actually music television. Well, yeah, like when we were really young. Yeah. Um, but I remember that song in high school, and I remember that video so well. But then as I you know kind of forget about it, you don't like always carry the image with you when you hear the song. But as soon as I looked up and I seen the video, I was like, well, I remember that shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at that. That's what it looks like outside all the time. All of those people. All yeah, they're yeah, they're creepy. <laughs> but um, this is this is what our son looks like right now. Hey, look at that. Oh, the big hole in it? Big hole in it. Fine. I mean, I just kind of thought that was you. Is that a current or is that? Uh... It's it's now six. The hole itself is sixty times the size of Earth. Right. Um. And so basically, it's it's not. I mean, it's not like a, an actual black hole in the sun. It's um. It's well, it basically <laughs> enables solar winds to to come at us. So it's it's a gap in this the protection around the sun that prevent solar winds from hitting us essentially it's like a gap in the in the sun's atmosphere essentially um so a big hole so you know we could get hit with a giant solar wind and um have a carrington event wouldn't that be fun well i got a question for you on that so this is goes along the line of 9 11 okay mm -hmm. you guys all y'all heard of 9 11 you know where planes and these aluminum tubes that crash into a concrete steel building um <laughs> that could not be torn down because of the way the guy built it, it was invincible because the course. column uh, then tied to the steel column. Unless you blew it up from the inside with thermite, but that's a totally different story. Well, you know how they did it? You know, you me tell you how they got the seismic testing for it. 
Hmm. See, every building that has to be torn down, they have to do seismic testing to find out the weak points so they know how to collapse it internally, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember the blind shake with the two vans that went under and just blew the paint off the basements about six years prior to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My stepdad, my first stepdad was actually in the building in 92 when that happened. And that's how you do a seismic test for a building so you know what the weak points are so you set the deck court in the right places. Hmm. What about building seven? Well, that that fell because it was on fire. I mean, obviously, from random like sparks from you know. Well, I wear a condom to my neighbors and get pregnant. Hey. So. <laughs> same idea, same thing. Do, do you wear a mask when you're driving by yourself in your car? Because I, you know, whenever I see people doing that, I always ask them. I'm like, hey, she makes you, them roll their window down and everything. She's I'm like, I fucking love it. <laughs> If I'm driving next to someone and like we're stopped at a light, you know, and I live in a pretty small town, I'll be like, hey, roll your window down, right? And I'll be like, hey, do you need a condom? I'm like, what? Well, obviously you're single, but I'm sure you wear a condom when you go to sleep at night, right? I don't want to get anybody <laughs> pregnant. Safety first. <laughs> safety first. So my comment is if the government was actually here for your safety, according to all the things they told us for the last three years and the trillions of dollars they spent on advertising, literally worldwide, um, wouldn't the water coming out of our faucets be structured water and it would heal us as we drink? Uh, I mean, for a friend, I mean, okay. All right. If, don't get me started on water. Actually, I have a new product that yeah, um, I just started where? using called plant surge that actually structures your water. It makes your water magnetic. It's very, very cool. Um, uh, but uh, freedomplantsurge.com, 10% off. It's very cool. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> you know, if the government actually really cared about your health, they wouldn't take a byproduct of phosphate mining and dump it into the water supply and tell you it was good for you. So the aluminum and the aluminum industry and the phosphate industry are the two largest producers of fluoride or fluoridide yes. and which then is then transferred into fluoride. But by the way, they don't do that anymore. You're stupid. You're a liar. They don't put fluoride <laughs> in our water anymore. They put pipe cleaner in there, you dummy. Oh, that's even better. You accuse anybody on this earth of giving fluoride to children. It is pipe cleaner, you. They put fluoride in nursery water. They add fluoride to nursery, nursery water to make the teeth of infants that don't have teeth stronger. They knocked a molecule off of fluoride and called it pipe cleaners is what they did. So it's yeah. actually still fluoride. It's yeah. just, but they'll also call it fluoridine or fluoridade. And they have mm -hmm. these different little variations in which basically they're just knocking a thing off, but it's still as toxic as ever. It's a neurotoxin. You're going to run me through all my sponsors because yeah. we have an awesome uh, well, fried free toothpaste. Well, she sent me a list. It's like, Jim, you have to do all the advertising. <laughs> Freshmouth.life. Freshmouth.life is like seriously the most amazing fluoride free uh, nano silver toothpaste. It's freaking fantastic. Um, and they have the top of the line electric toothbrush too. I love it. But yeah, freshmouth.life. Um, that that's just great. I haven't been to a dentist in two years and my teeth have never felt better. I so. do my own toothpaste now and I am floored by it. I, and I, I appreciate that there's companies out there that are willing to do this, but it does mm -hmm. take time and effort to make your, make your own. Um, but guys, if you guys are doing any type of commercial, you're buying anything off the shelf. Stop. I mean, seriously, just full stop. Don't even, don't give me that. Well, I got the one Tom's was bought out by Colgate eight yep. years ago, nine years. Yep. No. And uh, um, what what's the other one? Uh, Hello Fresh was bought out by uh, uh, Crest, I think. Yeah. Yep. 
And yep. then uh, the Bragg's Vinegar has been bought out. Yep. I paid uh, Katy Perry. And, and now they're already accusing her of watering it down. Uncle Bill is involved because he's giving him the apples with that E pill on it. What does the teenager want? I have no idea. Teenager, what do you want? Said I think he said he was leaving. Whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. He can take the car. He has his license. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> he's going to his girlfriend. I'm the old apples for the cider. So. Oh. It, it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I have the same medical degree that degree that he has. Do you know that? Hmm. Yeah. None. Is that Bill Gates has? Yeah. I have none. Just like <laughs> me neither. Me neither. I'm as fully qualified to make up random medical decisions as he is. But you know what? Um, let's see. I am probably, although I have no medical degree and I've studied more than most doctors these days um but you know not the continuing education as they keep coming up with random stuff for you adapt a study to find out why they're trying to kill us you mean oh, kind of education well yeah sort of some of that really I, you know i'm trying to figure out like the nasty crap that they give us what it actually does to us and how to fix it how to, how to reverse that so now i grow all of our food with electroculture which is freaking fantastic my beehives and my grapevines, they all have electroculture. My beehives have it. My grapevines have it. My garden, all my interior plants. By the way, I have mushroom dirt. Nah, 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 nah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I, uh, <laughs> These little dance. <laughs> I actually, I, um, almost a it year ago. Available, it will be available on My Daily Natural soon. It's just Fantastic. Yet, so. Yeah, I, I I launched an electroculture business. I now make electroculture antennas and I ship them all over the country up to seven feet tall because uh, that's as long as the post office will let me ship something. That's, that's so. as tall as I am. I'm seven foot, obviously. Look at you. Fantastic. Yeah, um, so uh, that's with the hair. Huh? <laughs> yeah, if I do this and I'm like... <laughs> It's the world we live in. We just lie about anything. We can Absolutely. Make everything. But I, I put all my, I set my electroculture in sacred geometry sequences. And so now my okra is 14 feet tall and my, well, I just pulled it because it's winter now. Um, but my Tabasco peppers are still growing and I have still have a thousand Tabascos and yeah. ghost peppers and Carolina reapers, all kinds of peppers coming up. Um, it's crazy. And I just started planting i just planted new tomatoes and it froze twice and the electroculture antenna i swear to god not kidding uh completely saved all of the seedlings from frost damage it was pretty fantastic so it's good stuff anyway yeah what, what area are you in are you in cal where are you at california i'm in georgia georgia yeah yeah, fuck that California. <laughs> fuck no. You're in, a, you're in a you're in that coastal area, so oh yeah, right mm -hmm. on it. I mean it was it was cold today. It was like oh. 60. Was it? Yeah. 34 degrees when I woke up this morning. Yeah, and 60. 34 degrees. Mm -hmm. Abundant sunshine because you know there's a hole in the sun, so we're about to get hit by solar winds. Oh, let me ask okay, we will go back to 9 11 Let's go back there real quick. Um okay. I want to do the the because it's gonna tie into the sun thing. Mm -hmm. okay. Have you ever gone to a bonfire, whatever it may be, look uh, out, and dad or Uncle Tom or Bill or whoever, the big guy, walks out with a gallon of gasoline? Hey, man, I'm going to start this. Good, 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 good. And he's just mm -hmm. it, right? Just, just pouring this all out. He's got it everywhere. And then he does the like, you know, like this. And then we all watch that the fire goes and just 
blows up underneath, <laughs> takes the eyebrows off. He's smooth, right? Yep. Well, how do you how do you think that the most flammable fuel on earth that when we distill we distill oil, we have coke, we have kerosene, we have diesel fuel, we have then a lesser fuel grade fuel, then we have mid grade fuel, then we have top grade fuel, then we go into we start getting to the aviation fuel, then we get into jet fuel. It's the very 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 top, very finest of all petroleum is jet fuel. Mhm. Now, if gasoline at your local Piggly Wiggly or whatever, you go down to you know Bucky's and the 25 million pumps they have, and you get some gasoline, you dump it out there, and that gallon of gasoline goes, boom, right? It doesn't long burn like diesel does. It doesn't long burn like kerosene or tar does. It goes, boom. Yeah. Um, how come that didn't happen in the buildings? It, it should have just gone, woof, and then the fire was out. I mean, some of the little residual, residual fires were maybe the curtains caught on fire, but pretty much everything went, woof. It didn't continue to burn steel. You see what I'm saying? And then even jet fuel doesn't burn at the level steel burns. But let me ask you this. Why doesn't the sun do the same thing? Now, are we told that it's made of some gases that are combined together, and those gases are burning off exponentially? Wouldn't they have just gone, woof? Um, I mean, I don't believe anything that they tell us, especially about space or the sun. I'm, I'm one that thinks that. Uh, Are you a space denier? Um, no. <laughs> you don't, you don't think we, you think we went to the moon? Fuck no. I know. No, we can't get past the firmament. Come on now. Oh, you mean the, what about the radiation belt? The we, same thing. That, that we can we get through that? It's the same thing. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. I asked that question when I was a child. <laughs> I, my, my question, my first question was when I saw the, the video of the moon landing, right? The so-called moon landing. I think I was like six. And, uh, and I remember I was, I asked my dad, I said, but who took the picture? The cameraman. Who, who took the, I said, but who took the video? If he was the first man to walk on the moon, the How come cameraman. they were taking a video from the outside? From the outside. <laughs> Wasn't the cameraman the first person to walk on the moon? <laughs> no, he was there to video the first person. <laughs> My dad just looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, I um, yeah that that would have been uh, what's his name again? Neil? No, the cameraman. Oh, uh, ABC." <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, I saw. Uh, so me in the nineties, it's like ninety two or ninety three. I mailed off a cashier's check for nineteen ninety nine to some PO box or whatever it was, and uh, some dude sent me a VH test. We never landed on the moon. Have you seen that that one at all? It's I don't, old no. old school. I know I've seen it around. I got to look it up again. But this dude took, put together a VHS tape of all the different parts of the moon and how it wasn't real. And he had all the studio stuff. And this was before the internet, right? So we didn't have these things. Yeah. And then I looked at it and I'm going, I started telling people about, like, do you think we landed on the moon? And man, you talk about sacred ground. Shh. Don't talk about that. We, we went to the moon. Oh. Oh yeah, exactly. Right, right after we imported all the Nazis from 
um, Germany during Operation Paperclip. You mean the largest concentration camp of German soldiers was Muskogee, Oklahoma, and they let the gates open right after the war? And they walked freely out into the middle of America? What? Exactly. Infiltrated them into our, you know, politics and our education system and our health care, which is not really our health care. It's our sick care. Um, and, you know, they only hung 12 people at Nuremberg, but or 10 people at Nuremberg. But, hey, um, you know, that was that was that was justice for for the six million, six hundred thousand. How, how many people were actually killed during well, we're in the concentration camps because that number keeps changing too. So who? Okay, well, that's a problem too because now we have a, a recording issue. But remember, the guys, it wasn't the Jews that were burning in the concentration camps. It was everybody, mm -hmm. including the Jews. And by the way, the Jews were left to last. Yep. The Polish guys, you got to go through and look at your history. There was yep. a lot of other subgroups that were all looking right past that we not like. Oh, it was the Jews. It's like, was it? Was it really the Jews? Like, I think yeah. they were the ones at the end, but I don't think they were the ones in the beginning. So uh, there's more to that, right? I mean, that was a, his whole goal was to eliminate what wasn't his picture of the perfect human. Except he was Jewish. I know. I know. But, see, that's a problem because not everybody thinks that Hitler was actually anti-Jew. It was the people, the subsets below, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, there was some verbiage with his signatures, but all everything that actually talked about concentration camps and all that, it never got up to like the general level. It was actually like these captains and colonels down in this lower end stuff that really was out doing rogue things that according to the Fuhrer had, I mean, they have gone through There's This is the part where it hurts people's feelings because it's like, well, he obviously is the problem. But then again, like we have a government that is completely out of control because bureaucracy is doing as they will, right? DOJ and all the others. I mean, diversity hires and DEI hires are just... You get to a point where you can't even say it's incompetence. It's I don't go to Jesus Chicken anymore because they hire incompetence here. You know, Jesus Chicken bought uh, got a DEI guy. I quit going. Jesus Chicken, Chick Fil A, yeah. with which oh. has actually fifty different addictive chemicals in. I know. Their, I know. Uh, their recipe. I was okay with it. Shut up. I know. <laughs> I'll tell I don't you do guys. fast food anyway. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't I care don't, if it's Chick-fil-A or if, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not food. I don't like Chick-fil-A for one reason and one reason only. Hmm. I did not come to the drive-thru and order a fucking sandwich. And then I have to put my fucking sauce on myself. Bitch, you get paid the same. It's the same price as the one up the street. Put the fucking sauce on them. <laughs> the fuck out of here. You have to dirty it. We're not going to dirty your chicken for you. Thank you. <laughs> like I'm driving here, bitch. Like you see, I gotta wrap it just right so I don't wear it. Put the sauce on there, so I don't. Do it. They sell. They they control three quarters of the chicken market. Did you? Or is it three quarter or half of the chicken market? It's like it's like three quarters. They literally buy three quarters of the chicken on Earth. Like well, in America, that's the only Earth I know. Um, but anyway, they they have a huge swing on that. It's pretty amazing. But they also source everything from Tyson Chicken. So. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'll tell you something crazy about chickens because I have a, a whole flock right outside right this window right here. So I've got uh, 50. <laughs> 17, 18, so five, five roosters and a dozen hens. Um, and I thought I lost one, but I thought I lost my silky mama. But it turns out she's actually 
living brooding underneath the um, feeding pallet. So I think she's probably going to be coming out with some babies here soon. Yay! So I want one of those. Itty bitty, little itty bitty, I want one of those. Half silky, half I have no idea what babies. They'll be really freaking funny looking too. But um, yeah. so my older girls have started to molt. They're like I have a, a six older girls. They're a year old. Right. And then the rest, the six younger ones, and the older ones are starting to molt. And my first one molted and she molted, fully molted and started laying again in two months. Good job. Yeah. Okay. My next one's doing the same thing and it's just same thing. And their eggs are so big. They're the size of duck eggs. They are off the charts every single time. All of my, even like, you know, the first or second, first, second eggs from the new girls. Yeah, they're little, um, they're are, like, like a grade A egg. They're kind they're, of just, yeah, they're, I mean, they're still, they're still, they still right on the medium scale. And right. then after they've been laying for a week, that's it off the charts. I mean, literally off the scale. Uh, they're the size of the, uh, it's because of the electroculture. I guarantee it. Are you doing protein, high protein diet? Uh, no, not really. I, I pretty much, they just, Eat what's in the yard they and forage all they day. uh they get scraps you let them free range oh yeah they well i mean yeah i have them corralled but they free range in my yard and then i i give them scraps from the kitchen but my electroculture gardens are literally all around the chicken coop in that whole area so they are constantly surrounded by the electroculture and i swear it makes their eggs bigger it makes them molt faster um because it changes the whole frequency of the environment. So, yeah, any leftovers I ever have, I I bring them home and throw them over the fence. Now mm -hmm. they don't. My chickens don't eat leafy greens. Mm -hmm. um, they don't eat the stuff that's actually very toxic to us. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Like, um, but anyway, the uh, so the, yeah, the the chickens. My chickens do. They, they've been. I got fifty chickens right now, but I had to put them into a yard because basically I was tired of having chicken shit everywhere. And so uh, you just said a flock of chickens is called a shithole over your yard and front porch. <laughs> I was like, I got to do something different. So I made a chicken yard and they, and it's got a, a four and a half foot tall fence around it. And uh, it's made my life nicer. Cause I don't have chicken shit on the deck and on the hot tub and on, you know, the sidewalk. And it, I mean, it was like, guys, come on. There's I, you have an acre of land, go shit out there. Don't shit in here. And they were doing great, but it got to the point where I was like, I, I don't even have a yard now. Like they would eat everything too, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I know they've been, they get in my gardens and I have to put more bigger fencing around my gardens all but, the time. Cause it's there. It's insane. I mean, most of my, like my peppers that are nine feet tall, they can't get to, you know, the, the, that kind of stuff. But anything new that I plant right now there, I have a couple that are just, I don't know. They're like freaking Houdini. Um, so I'm constantly trying to figure out how they're getting in there. Um, but I'm actually, uh, y'all, I need to give you an update on court because what happened in court, because I am currently fighting the County over my chickens. Okay. Um, because, uh, where, when we moved in, we were told that it was when we bought this place two and a half years ago or two years ago, we were told that it's uh rural residential and we could have chickens if we had more than an acre. We have almost three acres. So fantastic. We got chickens. Well, it turns out that in 2020, they actually changed the entire county, even the unincorporated parts over to some kind of international code. You can't have chickens at all anymore. No small farm animals. Um, but they didn't vote on it because of COVID and they didn't tell anybody about it. And they hadn't updated the website. So when we went into court because a neighbor bitched about our chickens, um, so uh, we got hauled into court and we went in there and back in October 
and they said that uh, they told us all this. And I was like, I mean, I'm, I literally, I printed off the website right here. They told me that the official County website is not official and it's not maintained. Oh, come on. Uh huh. If that, this is what the judge told me. The official County website is not official and it's not maintained by the County. Okay. Oh shit. They had, they have not disclosed the, the fact that this changed in 2020. They hadn't updated the website in three years to let people even know that there was a new code that they had to follow. Basically, they turned the entire county into a giant fucking HOA. And they're running little brown shirt Stasi neighbors are just taking pictures of things that they deem to be a violation and sending them, texting them directly to code enforcement. But because it's supposedly anonymous, you don't actually have the right to confront your accuser in court. Um, and then code enforcement flat out said under oath in court that she did not have to follow the rules, meaning make contact with us because of COVID. She could just haul us into court. So anyway, the whole thing was crazy. So uh, we, I, I literally lectured the judge on honesty and integrity and all, it was quite epic. And we were supposed to go back to court today, but I never gotten a letter, um, which didn't surprise me either because the judge also told me that her entire staff, the entire county staff is incompetent, that the mail service is ridiculous, doesn't work, but they don't use certified mail even though they're required to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and even when they say in a sworn statement that they've sent it by certified mail and it doesn't come by certified, it does not come by certified mail, that, that doesn't matter. Um, but Anyway, so I went back into court today because that was today was the date that we agreed upon last time we were there. And I walked in there and they were like, oh, Mrs. Q. Um, yeah, we're not doing court today. So uh, we were going to try and make it happen today, but it it didn't happen. We're, playing, um, we're not playing government today. Is that what they so, like? Yeah. So they're like, I, I mean, and there's other people there like waiting for court to start, but they like, I, my name was not on the docket. And they're like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing court for you today. We've changed your court date to sometime in January. It's going to be the end of January. We'll send you a letter in a few weeks. And I was like, okay, well, that's great because I got a whole bunch of paperwork here about my emotional support cocks. So you guys can all go fuck off. <laughs> hey, you know how you beat them? We have all the chickens registered as emotional support animals and letters from the doctors. Um, and we actually have a, a 501c3, Heather and I, or Heather's, called Mama H's Farm for a Better Tomorrow that works with veterans with PTSD using chickens as therapy animals and pure food and clean water. And it's uh, located here on yes. our property. You tell them that they're guinea hens. And oh, no, guineas aren't allowed either. No, 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 oh, nothing. Those oh, things are oh, squabs, nothing. No, yep. That's protected. You can actually have guinea hens. That's the whole idea. I thought we were on a. Hmm. Aren't we on we, a bird we, Yeah, we're we're on a conservation preservation island. Like we live on a bird preservation. I say we. I really don't live here. I live in South Carolina. Sorry, guys. But yeah, the whole thing is the whole thing is just absolutely absurd. So. um and I mean, I was going to go in and ask for a continuance anyway, because Mick is hunting, so he couldn't be here. So, you know, he's out shooting shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, if you guys could freeze dry the organ meat and then capsulate that and use that throughout the year, that'd be good for you as well. Um, hey, dog food, because mm -hmm. I, we, I have... Um, Oh, my, my bitch is actually in the studio right now because she's trying, she's going into heat. So she's trying to escape the, uh, the, She's for that. Oh no, no, he is because he could smell it before. Uh, oh no, it's oh I thought you. He's been and so I have a seventy-five pound Irish setter female, and then I have a two hundred and twenty-five pound Irish wolfhound, fully intact male, 
he stands six foot four on his hind end. He stands over four foot at the shoulder as it is. Um, so, uh, so right now she's in the studio and he's outside the studio whining. So I don't need something that can eat me (laughs) with my blue healers and, uh, those will be fine. Or my Australian shepherds. I'm not going to get something that can literally eat me. (laughs) (laughs) So funny to me. He pounds more than I do and I feed it. So it won't eat me. I give, I give my Great Danes and my Plot Hound, uh, they're on a raw vegetable diet, and I cook chicken and eggs for them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, mine, they all outweigh, well, except for Bella, because she's old and little. She's only 50 yeah. pounds. But Gosh, my, That voice. My, Is that your dog voice that you just <laughs> yeah. My puppy voice. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so, but the other two are... Duke's over a hundred pounds and Daisy's probably got to be like 145, 150. Yeah. She's, she's a big bitch. Cause great Danes are half Irish wolfhound. So. Yep. Yeah. They, they just take me out. I can't walk them anymore. Give me a gift. Is that what she's working on there? So by the time we'll get done, she can present the gift to me. (laughs) I am trying desperately to get this blanket done for my son for Christmas. And I have like a bazillion other blankets I need to make for kids in the foster home the whole time. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got them, wrap it around, pull the intestine, right? Is that how you do it? Pretty much. Yeah. Just stab mm-hmm. them, grab the intestine, roll it around, yank it out, grab the intestine, stab them. Or, Basically. Or whatever you girls say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leo, this is uh, Jim Price from the Jim Price show. Hello. So people in the chat are asking, who is this dude? Hello, everybody. Who is this dude? Yeah. Who is this dude? <laughs> Anyway, I mean, did did they misgender you? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So obviously, I'm a guy. I'm not a dude, bro. <laughs> Luscious locks <laughs> over there. <laughs> All right, uh, check this out. This is this is kind of crazy, Jim. Tell me what you think about this. This is Japan. I bet you it smells like fish. <laughs> Okay, in case you're not aware, I personally think that we're in Revelations, the end, end, well, end of this. It it smells like a tuna factory in there. (laughs) Um, And uh, he walks into a a fish factory and he says, hello, girls. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's my dad joke of the day. Um, You know what? I think my dad actually told me that joke when I was probably like eight. What I'm here for. Uh, oh wow yeah yeah no. um so that kind of stuff some of that is normal but some of it's not but obviously there's something going on. that's japan you say that's japan yeah that's off the coast of japan oh did I okay well, J- jason again? jason the funny thing is is she's sitting in a fucking booster seat so. i am i'm sitting <laughs> like three on ch- okay so i'm sitting in a, the chair and then pillow. i have a pillow from the couch she's, on the chair. she's fun-sized <laughs> hey 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 it's a family show come on <laughs> no, not really. We not are, really. We are not, not safe for work podcast. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely not safe for work. So it's okay. Oh, all right. Uh, well, you know, since we were on this, hey, talking about health and wellness. Hmm. show.com if you guys don't know. And by the way, my voice is usually a little better than this. I got a little bit of an allergy going on. Started on Tuesday night. 
I'm almost done. I don't know. It was just this huge flare up and it went away. And so now I'm kind of dealing with the histamines going. So you said you were in Florida, right? Yeah. We went to, uh, and, and what's that? And where are you now? In Kansas. I was in Winter Haven, just south of Orlando all weekend. And then I'm, I live in Wichita. Okay. Wichita, Kansas. I mean, that changed the climate too. Right now, that's a huge, you know, we, our temperature changes 30 degrees in any given day. Anything. So, um, yeah. you know, that right there, I'll fuck you up and going from going all the way across the country and back. Yeah. And I did that in a whirlwind. Thursday yeah. night, flew out Sunday morning. I was up at five on Sunday morning to get to the plane. So, oh, it, and the plane right there, that, that kills you. The big tube in the sky. Yes. 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 A big, big petri dish in the sky. So, it's like you know, I've gotten less clean uh, after COVID. And I'm not saying I'm a dirty MFer, but I, you know, I definitely have, uh, uh, I, I definitely have lightened up on the bleach and all that shit. So, I'm not, yeah, I, I've got, I've got, I've got, no, I've got some more of that, don't I? Hmm? My body needs to be challenged. I don't need to be weak from bleach and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I just, and I mean, since you're on air, it's not like people can smell you anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> but now when you do those events, you know, you might want to invest in some. I always shower right before. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, let's see. Do you hear, I'm sure, about how um, the toxic poison jabs can cause cancer? Isn't this fun? Oh, I got it. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Go ahead and play that. I got one for you. Okay. A recent paper by Anguis uh, and colleagues have, have, have basically made the case that the COVID vaccines have met the multi-hit hypothesis for cancer. Sutherland and Baylor in 1984 published this concept that for a product to cause cancer, it has to do it via multiple mechanisms. First mechanism, the vaccines knock down the P53 and BRCA tumor suppressor systems. Uh, by the way, P53 governs renal cancer. Uh, so we don't have our own ability to snuff out early cancers. That the messenger RNA impairs DNA repair, and the Chinese have published that. And then lastly, now it's been found that Pfizer and Moderna contain cDNA, little DNA fragments in the mass in the manufacturing process that contain SV40 promoter enhancer and the origin of insertion sv40 is a known uh promoter of cancer in people with proto-oncogenes so in fact the vaccines have fulfilled this hypothesis that they in some people they could cause cancer hmm. so that's cool are you familiar with the nature of cancer uh you mean the book or the what cancer really is no what cancer really is you mean parasites exactly um, I got a thing. I can't find it now from the local research place here in town. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to volunteer. They sent me an email. I wish I had it still. I deleted it. Um, uh, they wanted me to volunteer for the COVID vaccine uh, experiment. Uh, they wanted to. They wanted me, so they sent me this invite and it's a volunteer. They're not, not going to pay you. Yeah, of course. But at the bottom of the email, I wish I would have kept this now. It says can cause microcarditis and vascular I'm like, what? You guys have it on the website? Like when you're talking about the symptoms that from the COVID vaccine that could be myocarditis, perigotitis, uh, thrombocytopenia, basically blood, heart, and yeah, you know, cancer. Snake venom poisoning. Snake venom poisoning. I've spent a lot of time with Dr. Artis over the last few months, and like a lot of time, we 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 rode together uh, from. 
we went and spoke at that event in Oregon. So we mm-hmm. were, he drove for three hours there and we drove for three hours. So we just was just a, you know, constant. Right. And it was really kind of amazing. I mean, there was some stuff that he hadn't talked about that we were talking about and we drilled down on this whole snake peptide thing. Yeah. It's unbelievable. God dang it. So what that tells me, okay, is, is it the for real or is it the lizard people? Um, about the real anymore. We've really gotten, and we don't talk about the lizard people either. Well, there were lizard people in that uh, that video at the beginning. Oh, yeah. the, the music video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not talking about it though. We're not like, hey, you know, the Viril, the remember you were are you I don't know if you're old enough, but remember there was a TV series called V? Yeah, we're 45, so yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're old enough. Yeah, we're old. So they had the little thing where it went in here and then it gave them like a little black eye. Well, mm-hmm. what we had the black eye club, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's not the I think they remade that. They did. See, no, I won't watch it because you know, I already like my fucking shitty 80s series, but yeah, yeah. See, I want, I'm so curious as to what. That pisses me off. That, that pisses me off that they they stole the name, that they gave the name Vril to that parasite that that enters your eye and controls you, um, because they stole it from the Vrilia. Are you familiar with the Vrilia? I know. Right, the Vrilia. So, which is a, a race of beings that live in the Hollow Earth underground. But wasn't that uh, the journey to the center of the earth? Wasn't that those little lizard people? That they no, had? no, 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 no. This was um. This those is called, from. Uh, it's called the coming it? race. No, the cro- What were those? Remember the little lizard people and the center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, those were. Uh, we were just talking about this other day. Help me out, y'all, in the chat from journey to the southern, journey of the center of the earth. What were the the name? Um, troglodytes or something like that. That sounds great. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. But uh, but the Vrilia is uh, is a more of a humanoid race. Did we just lose Jim? We just lost Jim. I don't know where he went. Huh? Weird. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, that's that. Okay. I'm well, help. I'm, I'm gonna to I'm gonna play this video since we just played about um you know where Dr. McCullough was talking about how the jab causes cancer. Let's talk about the cure for cancer. Cancer is so easily cured, it's not even funny. This pisses me off. I'm telling you. I was in the intelligence world, and in the intelligence world, they hire the best and the smartest and the brightest in any given field. You take the top bioscientist in the world, he probably works for the CIA. Or he works for one of the other intelligence agencies. Dr. Lawrence Royce, man I highly respect, has saved this entire world, and you don't even know it. He was a top bioscientist at the University of Louisville in Kentucky. He grew up in Wisconsin. And when Chernobyl happened, the CIA came to him and said, hey, we need you. You're the best there is. And they signed a contract with him to go run all the doctors and scientists in Russia for 10 years and handle all the problems of Chernobyl. 
and the things he learned over there. <laughs> he came back here and he bought a college campus and started a company that builds some of the best probiotics in the world. Because Chernobyl had a mushroom cloud about 50 miles wide and 150 miles long. And in that cloud was several villages, right? Villages of people, small towns. And there was an area almost in the middle of it that they named it. That looks like a sad face. I don't know how I did that, but he's a little sad. Should have been happy because that's, they called that the blue area because nobody was getting sick. Now, one thing radiation poisoning does is it reduces your immune system and you can die from the common cold. Anything you get, you could die from because you have no immune system. The radiation destroys it. So you had people all over here dying, but nobody there was even getting sick. I just can't. So they weren't even getting sick. So they set up a laboratory in the middle school. Now, schools all over the world are built the same. Four concrete brick walls, a hallway, and a glass wall leading to the outside. Aren't they all like that? So they set their laboratory up in there, and they started running the villagers in and taking blood, checking them out, checking their health out, and testing it. And they had this whole laboratory of microscopes and all kinds of things, whatever they wanted. All they had to say is, hey, I send me two microscopes. The government sent them 10, right? Whatever they wanted. <clears throat> and come to find out, after being there for a couple of weeks, one day a family walks in. And he starts testing the family. And he started looking at these, this family and it's like eight generations of family members. He says, well, how old's grandpa? He looks like he's about 80. No, 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 he's not 80. He's 128. 128 years old. Well, his son was 96. And his son was 70. And his son was in his 50s. And his son. You see what I mean? Whole generations. Family. And they're all healthy and they all look younger than they are. They all look younger than they are. And then he's staring out the windows every day working, staring, looking out these glass windows. And way over there at the tree line, he sees some huge silos. And he's going, man, I didn't see that many fields around here. That's, those silos would hold a ton of grain. I grew up in Wisconsin. I know what grain silos look like. Those are bigger than anything I've ever seen. Come to find out, those villages was a Russian military chemical weapons biological manufacturing facility and the Russian government doctors had discovered probiotics that would build
build their immune system to the point where these people were handling anthrax and other things that would kill everybody and they weren't even getting sick. They had immune systems that were off the charts. Their bodies were young, they were healthy, and they weren't even getting sick. And these probiotics were, they were taking handfuls of them a day. And they were making these people incredibly healthy. So healthy that the radiation poisoning didn't even reduce their immune systems. And he brought that knowledge back with a whole team of Russian and Ukrainian scientists. And he set up a company here just to build pro these probiotics. Probiotics are very important, but there's one problem. Most of us have been eating crap. And we eat crap and mucus builds up in our intestines and probiotics don't work. The other problem is how do you get it through the different pH levels of your body, your digestive system? Stomach's very acidic, right? You got to get it past the stomach. That's why yogurt, even though it's good for you, very little of the probiotics get past the stomach because they're not encapsulated. They have to be in a specific type of capsule that doesn't dissolve in the stomach. It dissolves a little bit later. Okay. That's one of the keys they learned. That's why that particular company's probiotics are different than most companies' probiotics. It's because it's a little key to their patented process. Okay. So they figured out by taking an all natural recipe of various good organic components that you make in a glass jar on your kitchen counter. It takes about two weeks for it to make. And then you can use the solids out of the bottom to cook with on steaks really good. But you drink an ounce or two a day and that cleans the mucus out. You add the right probiotics. You use lactobacillus salivarius in your mouth and you won't ever even have to brush your teeth. because the lactobacillus salivarius doesn't kill all your probiotics like toothpaste does. Toothpaste is the most poisonous thing you can put in your mouth. A good doctor will tell you the most, the most dangerous aisle in a supermarket is the toothpaste aisle. Yeah. You want to kill your brains? Fluoride. Boy, they used to give kids fluoride tablets to strengthen their teeth better their teeth rot out than take fluoride because that kills your brain. I feel very fortunate that I grew up on farms with spring water. I've never had fluoride water and why I don't drink it when I go to cities. Helps me think a little above most. Okay. Lactobacillus salivarius, this company won't even make because it's so readily produced, it's so cheap, it's not worth it. So you go on Amazon and buy Lactobacillus salivarius for five, six bucks for 250 tablets. Open up the tablets, put them on a spoon, put them in your mouth, work it into your gums and teeth with your tongue. It's tasteless. You're going to make me spell it? <laughs> Lacto. Lactobacillus 
salivarius. Now, now the probiotics that you need in your gut, and believe me, there's 2,000 varieties of, of probiotics. Think for just a minute, Venus flytrap plants. Ah, North Carolina. North Carolina and the Ukraine are two very rare places on the face of the planet. So. Oh, he's back. Jim's back. I just, I, all I was doing was that I was trying to log in so I could see the comments and then it, anyway. It came, so. Yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, what? We're looking at chats on two different, we have two different that we're looking at here. We run the uh, Rumble chat. I have a different computer set up to run the Rumble chat and the pill.net chat. So actually, and I'm glad you said something because if you guys are on Rumble and if you're watching on your phone and you want to join the live chat in the top right-hand corner, there's a little box with a, a, looks like a play button. Hit that, brings you to the next screen. And then the live chat pops up on the bottom, pops right up. Or if you're over in the foxhole, um, on the Patriot Party Pod channel, unpilled.net. I'm looking at that chat too. We are also playing on the Red Pill Project for another 15 minutes or so. So okay. until James Rogowski comes out after us. So anyway, have you ever heard of that? Lactobacillus salivaris? No, I don't think I've heard it that way. I mean, I know that that was what get me on my health pattern that I'm on now. Um, I was a... Uh, you know, I had digestive issues. I could drink a glass of water and I'd start wanting to throw up just the regurge. Um, <clears throat> but for me, uh, probiotics started setting me, took the pressure off my upper abdomen, you know, started me on that path. Right. And I was dependent on them. Like if I didn't take my probiotic that morning, I was like, oh, my gosh, the rest of the day. And it was calming me down so I could start to, you know, and then when I got on the iodine, that was the huge that was a kickstart for everything. But the probiotics was, was my first step into getting him getting me to be better um so and i still take them every now and again not very often uh just kind of tune some things up but i really don't take them that often anymore. well before you dropped out we were talking about the vril i want to show you something really quick all right okay i gotta move the screen over here so i can show you this <laughs> And you know what I did? I gave my HCQ to somebody else on the trip and they were having a throat issue. And I said, Hey, take my HCQ. And I didn't take my HCQ on Sunday and I didn't take it on Monday when I, I just forgot, you know, I just kind of like, Oh, and, and so two days, but then anyway. Yeah, yeah that'll get you. Then my allergies took off and I go, I'm calling them allergies cause I'm not sick. Like I don't have any fever. I don't have any other, but it's definitely. We call it the crud. Both mm -hmm. my kids had it in the past two weeks so anyway does that person look familiar to you uh taylor swift <laughs> heather the first time you saw this picture what did you say oh yeah because she looks just like you or the younger you yeah she looks just like me oh like but i've known you for 40 years so they don't true that seem the same <laughs> you still look exactly the same to me, I swear, as when we were fucking five years old. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> her entire history, she only knows how you look now. <laughs> um, but the first time I saw this picture, I found it on the internet doing research into 
something else. And I was like, why is there a picture of me on the internet? And who the fuck is Maria Orsic? And I started digging. Do you want me to give you a manifest story? That's actually like one of the most simple things I've ever done, but actually you got, got, you got, we have a minute before the network shuts us off. Oh yeah. We go. Um, I mean, if you want to stay, we go for another hour or so after uh, I drop the red pill project. Cause we're still broadcasting on, I don't know, seven or eight of our own channels. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, this is a story I have. I mean, I've told it on my show and I've, and I've only told a few uh, people other than that, obviously outside of that. I don't know. Did I tell it? Yeah, I told it on my show. So let me do. Okay. So real quick story about me. I had a horrific childhood, uh, everything, all the trafficking, all the bullshit, all. So it's not about me. I don't care. Whatever that I, I'm a better man now. Um, so I had guardian parents who stood in when my mom wasn't around using air quotes. Right. And I haven't had a relationship with my mother since about 13 or 14 years. So my biological mother, I have not talked to her. Uh, I had a voicemail from her. I kept for a long time just to make sure, remind me why I don't talk to her. Um, and I said, you know, I said, gosh, you know, I just wish I had my childhood photos back. Cause I don't have a lot. I, mean, I didn't have a lot. Right. And I had like, so that's why there's toys up here. I, you know, I'm rebuying the childhood. I wish I had the trucks and the bulldozer or whatever. I wish I had was a kid. And uh, I just kept thinking, you know, gosh, I just, I just wish that I had that uh, that suitcase that had those pictures of me when I was a little kid. I just, I wish I had those because I don't really have any of those. I just kept saying that. And uh, in April of this year, Marge passed. Uh, Charlie had passed in 2021, and then Marge passed in this year in April. And then at the right after, about three days, three or four days after my birthday, my biological mother passed. And my aunt Connie, she calls us like, "Hey, your your mom has passed, or she's gonna pass." And I'm like, "Just keep it away from my birthday." You know, I was being selfish. Uh, but anyway, I just kept saying this. So April happened, or the, a, April happens, March passes, May, my mom passes. Well, and my aunt's like, "Hey, do you want her stuff?" I'm like. You know, I, I, I don't want to be angry while I'm going through all of her stuff and having to deal with it and then turn out having to pay for disposal. And just I just don't want stuff. Right. I don't I just wish I had the. And I said, if you come across my pictures when I was a kid, could you get those pull those out for me? And I would really appreciate it. Well, I let it go. Topic over. I had a tr I was traveling, speaking during May and May, June, July. So May, June, July, August, September. October, the second week of November, some random number calls me, but it's got a name on it. So I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, you know, I'm like, I, mean, I must have talked to him before. I'm like, hello, uh, Jimmy Price. I'm like, that's my son's name. I, I'm Jim Price. Uh, did you, it was your mom, Peggy? I'm like, yeah. And he's, well, uh, I'm, I'm down here in Tucson, Arizona on the Air Force Base down here. And I just came across the box. It's got, it uh, looks like pictures of you, maybe a grade card. And, uh, it's got a piece of paper in here with like your name on it. And I just happened to, and I've had my cell phone number for 18 years now. And uh, so she happened to have had that number on it and she, he calls it and he says, Hey, I got a box of these pictures here. Um, would you want it? I'm like, yeah, anything you got. I mean, I don't, I don't, why is it in Tucson? He's like, was well, your mom in the military? I'm like, no, my mom's, you know, she doesn't the military. She died in Glendale, Arizona. It's like an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes North of Tucson. Well, was she at the, was she, did she live down here? I said, no, she's never lived in Tucson. And I'm like, he's like, well, she'd had to have, be able to get base access to be able to get on the base. Cause I found this box on the base next to a dumpster. I'm like, well, I, I said, dude, I appreciate the fact you got those. I mean, I would love to have, he sent me a few things. I'm like, please, 
you know, or whatever, you know, he goes, well, just cover the shipping. My wife will ship it out to you, you know, and I, so um, I paid him four times what shipping was. I, I gave, I was like, thank you. Right. And, and um, so here's the thing. He sends his wife back right after that. And the dump and the dumpster had been dumped and all the boxes around it had been collected and gone. So in the time it took him to get home with that box, look through a few things, went find that number, call me. And then his wife to go back down there, everything else was gone. And so give me, I mean, one second. Yeah. Manifestations happen all the time. People just have to want something enough. This, this is the childhood photos that I remembered. This is my kindergarten. This is my kindergarten class. Wow. There is uh, someone, my daughter. Um. These are photos that of things that I wanted. There's me and my daughter, Rebecca. Um, my mother holding Rebecca. Not that I, it's not really the point. I, I, needed, I wanted the photo of Rebecca. But these are like the photos I wanted. And so all I did was ask, I just want those photos back. And some guy out of Tucson, Arizona found a box of my stuff. Now there's a bunch of more pictures that have family photos, but these are my personal photos. And by the way, like guys, this is my entire life. If you want to see Jim Price's entire life, um, this is it. This is all the photos I have. This is all the studio photos or whatever I have. But when we put intention behind things, we put our heart in the right place and we become the person that we really should be. We really work to be better. A simple ask of just having your childhood photos will show up from some random stranger on a military base in Tucson, Arizona, and he'll ship it to you and you're just in awe. And so if I can do that over some simple little photos and, and I really didn't care either way, I mean, I hadn't had them for 52 years. Why is today going to be better or different? Right. But they showed up back in my life, back in my custody months. How many months? May, June, July, August, September, October, November, some dude calls me with about my mom's box of stuff that had just my pictures in it. And it was the one box he picked up guys. We are so powerful. We're so amazing that we don't have to give in and give up to this economy and this world and the evilness of it. We could be amazing without all that stuff. It's just, I, and this right here, guys, um, you know, it's, you know, I wasn't a bad little kid. I wasn't a bad looking little kid there. I mean, <laughs> such an 80s photo. I know that the copper in the adorable yes. that little haircut, that little kid, that kid doesn't need to be trafficked, does he? He doesn't be beat with a stick. Come on. You, so you had shitty 80s parents too, huh? Oh, I got stories. I was seven. Most of mine was my way well, out 70s, early 80s. I was on my own at 15. So, you know, you do with what that, you know, you do your best after that. But, um, guys, and I, I did, I, I never lived, I was never homeless. Uh, I, I finished school with all my credits, worked a full-time job, did four sports a year in high school. So, um, you know, I worked my tail off and I got through it. Anybody can do it. I'm, you know, I'm not, I just didn't stop. I didn't quit. That's that, all it is. That's all it is. You just got to keep going. Got to keep moving forward because there is no end. Just keep moving. Oh, that's that Dora thing. Dory. That was Dory. 
Just Dora. no. Yeah, just keep swimming, right? Is that what you? Dora, no, Dora is the little Spanish kid who. Oh, yeah. Dora no, the explorer. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. Dory is the fish that says, "Keep just keep moving." Yeah, just keep swimming. Yeah, that one. Sorry. No, Forgot. no, no. Keep moving forward. There is no end. Yeah. Yeah. But look what they've done to us, man. They've taught us to quit. When things get hard, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Complain, claim your victimhood, and go home. Why? Yeah. That's it. That's like um, you hear me complain about that shit all the time. I know it's ridiculous. Oh, it's like it's like this one right here. I'm very persistent. Oh my goodness! goodness. Talk about persistence. I'm not that fucking persistent. I gotta get it. Mm, mm, mm. That's his biology. Think about how strong the DNA in that dog is. That he is whimpering to get That's it. Dog. Like his DNA is like. You know what you're gonna chew through that door, boy. We got to get to that. I, you know, I was I was talking about that this morning. I do a show every morning called The Good Book, where um, I it it's an hour long. I read the Bible for about thirty minutes. Bitch, I thought it was a half hour. When did it turn into a fucking hour? I started it. I I moved it to an That's hour. I started it eight now. Um, of course, you fucking did. I read the Bible for thirty minutes, and then I I have a message at the beginning, and I play message from. Uh, my friend, brother Matt, who's a modern day prophet. The very first place that speech uh, speech is prohibited. Where's the very first place? The church. Of course, of course. Um, but uh, that, I was I was talking about that this morning that uh, you know our animals teach us so much. But one thing, especially this week, that my animals have been teaching me is um, the difference between being controlled entirely by your instincts because right now Seamus is running entirely on smell and hormones instinct that is it versus having some kind of control because too many people these days they just they're running on animal instincts and most of it's fear and most, yeah complete and most of it is indoctrinated fear right it is instilled in them and fear separates you from God. God literally cannot talk to you if you are full of fear. That's why the Bible says, do not fear 365 times, because if you have fear in your heart, you don't have God in your heart. Knock it. Hey, by the way, the dog that you are keeping away from what he really wants is bigger than you. Yeah. Okay. Sure that if we all see something happen on live video and she's like, ah, the damn dog, you know, like it happens all the time. We, we have a, we have an injury clock here, a running injury clock. Um, and I reset it fairly regularly. The other day he gave me a black eye because I leaned down to give him a kiss and he leaned up, he came up at the same time. You know how many animals I've had that give his, you a uh, black eye? <laughs> his head, like just the top of his skull hit the bottom of my cheekbone. And I just, I had this mark there. He broke my tail bone a few weeks ago because he pulled me off my feet and I hit the concrete. Um, so we had to get him a bike, a, a bike collar. So now I can control him better. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care. Well, no, stop breeding that animal. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, we got to drop the red pill project friends. Um, red pill project. I will be back tomorrow at 8am on the Patriot party podcast for the good book. If you've not joined us yet, it's uh, it's a great way to start your day. I'll tell you what, it has changed my entire life. Starting starting your morning reading the good book. Um, so come join us there. And then uh, of course, Liana comes on right after that. And um, I'll be back tomorrow at five forty five for the pre show, six p.m. for the start of the show. I believe Josh is joining me tomorrow. Um, I don't think Mick's going to be back because he's still hunting. So um, he's. 
Hopefully he had some luck this evening at sunset. No, he sends me pictures regularly going, it's fucking cold. He's doing deer or duck right now. What's he doing? Deer, deer. We don't hunt ducks because we have ducks. So yeah, yeah. Hey, he wants <laughs> to know. get a real mule deer. He wants to come up around Kansas. We'll have to hook him up up here because our, our deer will take your car out. Like it will. It oh, will yeah. That's how they were in Connecticut, yeah, too. They're up in North Carolina. Yeah. I've seen plenty of them pick out. Yeah, but just, where he's at. So yeah. anyway, so Red Pill Project, adios. We shall see you later. I'm going to stick around for a few minutes. Absolutely. Yay. We actually, we have a thing we do. Um, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with our friend Justin Anders from Cannabis and Combat. Uh-huh. I know. Jeremy, Justin. Cool. We've hung out. We hung out a lot when we were in Dallas together. You know, he died um, I know. March of last year he was our best friend we were um we were with him uh, he actually died in july i'm sorry right. july 10th um uh we were with him just a couple days before yeah. he opted out um but uh he literally changed our lives and he touched so many people yeah um he was he gave the best hugs ever he was one of the most amazing people heather i wish you could have met him so we know that that hung out with him in san antonio and texas yeah. and different places. we know how that would have been yeah so anyway so every day at 7 20 which is 4 20 avocado time we do a tribute to our dear friend justin so avocado. you want to get high yes ma'am because you know justin now understand that my husband mick did not smoke for 28 years because he was in the military right i mean we used, we were in high school together we grew up together um literally his mother was my fifth grade teacher so we literally grew up together but he joined the military pretty much right out of high school and we used to you know i used to pick him up to go to school in the morning when we were in high school and there'd be a bowl load and we'd smoke ball on the way to school where it was almost always late and then he joined the military and then he became a big fucking prude and he couldn't smoke for so long um, and then he got out and for the longest time, even he after that, wouldn't. he wouldn't smoke. He was a firefighter. So he killed, still couldn't smoke. Yeah. And then he had a heart attack. And when he had his heart attack, he was on, oh my God, Seamus, stop. He was on 24 different big pharma pills a day, 24 pills a day. He was on blood pressure medication at the same time he was on Adderall. Because that's why he needed the blood pressure. Medication. Because Exactly. Because ev almost everything they gave him was to counteract the side effects of something else. And then we moved and his new doctor down here from the VA said, what if I could get rid of all those drugs and replace it with just one thing? <laughs> and even then Mick was still really hesitant, but he adored Justin. He and Justin hit it off right off the bat. They were the best of friends. Um, I mean, they talked constantly. They had a bromance. Uh, they really did. I mean, they were on the phone. Like they, sometimes they would do a show. To, he would get onto Justin's show and they would do like a four or five hour show together and they'd finish the show and then he, they'd still be on the phone for like another four hours. I'm like, babe, we got to do our show. Like seriously. Anyway, so we do it. We do a tribute to Justin every day. So y'all know what time it is. Light it up. Spark it up. <laughs> For Justin. And since Justin convinced my husband to start smoking weed again and got him off all the big pharma drugs, he actually regained the feeling in his foot that he had lost for 18 years. Have you done any microdosing with the mushrooms? Yeah, he does that every day. That made a huge difference as well. Yeah, that's a big step change. It gets rid of those cobwebs, man. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, microdosing and marijuana have literally changed his life. I mean, it changed his health, changed his life. I no longer worry that he's going to die every day, which I did for the longest time. Well, getting that copper and that iodine first. So we use uh, by Leo. I'm getting ready to supply um, bracelets and cups. I'm going to be able to supply these cups like this, these vessels, and uh, and the containers and like the bracelets and stuff with magnets in them. So. That's awesome. I'm using my pen, so I'm just doing. I'm doing all Mr. Discreet over here. I apologize. I'm, I'm not You're doing. Good. I think you need to respond to that last comment. What's that? What do I do now? Adam, microdose psilocybin. Uh, penis envy. Penis envy is probably the, one of the best ones out there. Mm. Penis envy is a really great strength for that. We have a friend on the left coast that makes a... Um, she actually works with a lot of vets. Um, she's been part of the trials using psilocybin to combat PTSD. I'm using it on cancer patients, cancer patients dealing with the stress of uh, you know, whichever way they're going, natural or otherwise. And uh, it's, I got one that's gaining weight again. They're happier. I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff, Bob. So it's good. But they eat it by like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So I got to get them on some H2P. I think their serotonin levels are all screwed up. All right, turn that off. You'll have to ask him my very first interview. I think I called him gay. Um, I think I kept calling him gay during, was it him or was it, uh, that was okay. So I met all four of them in San Antonio for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. I interviewed on his show. He interviewed me on his show. Yeah. Then I got on the other one and we were all sitting there. And uh, I'm just like, you know, hey, I understand you're gay, man. Don't worry about it. You're, I'm here with you, buddy. Don't worry about it. And I don't know if it was him or one of the other guys. There was a couple of them that are kind of squirrely. I don't, maybe it wasn't him. Um, but he was, he just rolled on it, right? He just, and, and, so I had a great time with those guys. And I think we did like a two and a half hour interview. And then yeah. I was telling my story about being raided. You know, the judge, man, coffee with signs, no knock warrant. They're like, what? You know, and see how they are. They're very reactive. And it was great to have this huge conversation with them. But yeah, I was, give, I kept calling one of them gay. I was like, wait, are you two together? Are you guys together? Oh, that's what I didn't see. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm not giving you the, that you two are together. Oh. And I was like, now who's the, who's. You guys do the woman man thing or uh, oh no, <laughs> and i just kept letting i kept letting it go and the guy's like well, we're not gay man we're not like and then they were jumping it it was great i had fun with it so oh yeah guys um, being guys we had a great time so, yeah so oh god that they were they were they were hysterically funny that was probably justin james and jason yeah james was there and jason was, yeah. I think was but i think there was five of them they had yeah. extra little groupies in that vet. Jason's, Jason's son. But we had a, I mean, it was just hilarious. I was like, are you gay? Is that why you're, you don't have any hair? Like, and one of them had like a receding hairline or whatever. I was, oh, it was great. So. Oh yeah. 
yeah but he was he was a lot of fun dude i had i had great fun with him um, and uh james called me the day it happened and um you know it was one of those deals that really unexplained right i understand guys if you haven't figured out that alcohol is a fucking poison in your oh, body it wasn't it wasn't just alcohol he right. had, he was doing so much coke it was i know it was, but, it was ridiculous the blow was you know blow blow brings demons i'm all about the weed but the blow is really bad I know, but the alcohol just, just fucks shit up, man. See, I, I, the I thing is, it, I think you and Justin had more in common than you may have known. He had some. Yeah, I know. Similar it's demons. Yeah, yeah, he had a big yeah. And I tried talking to him about a few things, but he was a pretty he was pretty tough. You know, he's a tough guy, and I get it. Uh, it's hard for me to talk about it, but if I hadn't have been ran through, you know, guys, I've sold off my car collection. I've sold. I mean, I lost everything. I mean, it's like I had a security clearance that people don't even begin to understand. I, I was making 300000 a year. I was very wealthy. I didn't need anything. You know, I just like going to work and doing projects, big, big high security demand, uh, command centers. I loved it. You know, and then, you know, anyway, so I don't know why I went on that tear, but we've got to do this differently. We've got guys like that who need things in their life and we need to be get better about being there for each other. But alcohol guys, I've got the neighbor next door going to sell their house they had a realtor last week come out because once a month, once a month, the wife drinks too much. Like, well then just stop drinking. She's like, I, I, it's not the alcohol is not the problem. I'm like, Oh shit, man. Why don't we start with that first? And then let's talk about after you've stopped that, what the problem really is. Because when I can it's hear it's to me, all it's like, how many relationships, how many lives have ended because of alcohol? And I'm not talking about the DUI shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real People life. People drinking themselves to death. Yeah. My mom, yeah. my mom fucking drank herself to death. Period. She could not stop it. Jesus. You know, I, it's not just alcohol. It's because alcohol is a symptom of a deeper problem yeah. um but it's poison oh absolutely i mean everything uh, on sugar is more poisonous than alcohol true, true. so uh, then heroin even but uh it's that lack of commitment it's that lack of integrity it, lack of any kind of accountability anymore well but we keep each well, other open off. the door and let him in oh for fuck's sake if we're if we're accountable to each other and we're checking in on each other and we're calling each other out and that's we're what people need more than anything. Yeah, I don't care who you are, you call shit. them out on their bullshit. If you don't call people out on their shit, then they're just gonna keep doing the same why shit. Why are you doing that? Quit fucking doing it. You know it's stupid. Like, <laughs> why are you being a douchebag? Knock it the fuck off. You know, every every boss that I ever had before I said, Fuck it, I'm not dealing with bosses anymore. And right. you know started doing my own thing um but every boss i ever had was always amazed at my ability to take criticism and i've always looked at it as um if i'm doing something wrong how am i going to fix it if i don't know that i'm doing it wrong all criticism is constructive yeah if i don't know that it's wrong like please criticize me tell me i'm doing something wrong so that i can figure out how to do it better or give me suggestions on how to do it better that's even better but yeah. If you're telling me that I'm doing something wrong, why am I going to take it personally? Because the only reason you're telling me is because you want me to do it better too, right? Right. But what about the people who have never been told no, and they've got studs in their face all over, and they're gauged their earrings down to their butthole, and they've got 
you know, all this tattooing on there. And I get, hey, you do your thing, but but I can see the damage, right? Because no one ever told them no. They kept trying to get attention through their childhood trauma that I was left at the bus stop. Like what? Left at the bus stop? How about walk the five miles to school because you missed the bus. So you don't want to tell your parents that you did. Mm-hmm. You know, like these, like that's your trauma. Yeah, I had to eat, you know, I had to eat school lunch. Like that's your trauma. So you putting holes in your face and shit. Like, what do you, this is these kids have never been told. No, no one has ever told them, Hey, quit, quit putting your booger hook in your nose all the time. Get your, your hand out of your ass. But, the, but, and then we end up. Anyway. Well, you know, I think we were raised Gen X in general was raised feral, really, right? I mean, I mean we were like no. kicked out and we were like, fucking deal deal for yourself, you know, figure that shit out. Um, I, I don't even want to know how many Gen X kids died, like what the death rate was for kids nobody in our reported. generation. Nobody reported, nobody cared. No, no one give a fuck. Like they literally had a commercial on TV at 10 o'clock every night. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Because they didn't give a fuck about us. Like we were out and about, right? Like, holy question. You know where the, yeah, fuck it. They'll be. Yeah, they're fucking in here somewhere. I think they're in bed. Whatever. It's fine. You know, I mean, not my parents though. For real. Like if I, it was so different. I grew up in between, so I was not out all the time. But I was micromanaged and abused in the house, so I couldn't go out and get away from it. Well, that's true. The kids that were inside were generally the ones that were that got the shit beat out of them on the regular. So, but you knew um, the ones that the parents were super Christian wouldn't let them go out and play, and then you knew the other ones that were super beat up all the time because they couldn't come out and play because they're always grounded, right? So when I was with my mom, I was always grounded because I was always in trouble, right? So it was super beat right there. Then I go to Marge and Charlie. Well, they're super Christian, and I can't go off the driveway. Uh, you talk about some helicopter mom shit, but then not even act like other my parents. Uh, this is our this is a child we take care of. This over here, this, this person. Now Charlie was an amazing man, and Marge did her best, but there was some distance they kept. But at the same time, they kept me on the driveway. I could ride my bicycle up and down the driveway, and it's a little driveway. I'm like. That's abuse, man. That is ridiculous. When I was a kid, when I went to visit my dad in New York, I was not allowed to leave the yard unless I had my dog with me, Rocky, yeah. who was uh, a German Shepherd Dalmatian mix. You and the big dogs from childhood, so you bought big dogs from your adulthood. He was he he was a medium size. He was like 80, 90 pounds. Um, <laughs> medium dog. <laughs> house dog is 30 pounds. That's Perfect. a small dog. That's like that's, a cat that's in my house. I, I actually have a cat that's, that's 30 cat. pounds. Okay. <laughs> I have the, I have the not slightly not above the fray. I mean, it's, you know. No. Pet that's like, what is the point of a dog unless it can rip someone's throat out in protection of you? Hey, I mean, for that real. Is, that is my emotional support. And... <laughs> But so, you know, but walking around, walking around Queens on Pickin Avenue, where I live, when you're, where you know, I live. When, you, when you're a nine-year-old with little blonde curls, um, you know, you get abducted. Yeah, often. you don't, you don't do that shit unless you have a very vicious dog walking. You know, three. No one was allowed to come near me, but otherwise, and I was basically allowed to go to the diner on the corner to get my dad beer and get myself a ham and Swiss sandwich and oh, and get him a pack of cigarettes and then come back. Oh, you know, used my cigarettes too, did you? I bought cigarettes. I, bought cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I, I started yeah. buying cigarettes for my mom when I was eight. 
Dude, I was I, I was cigarettes life. right up until the point when I was 17 and then I went to college and then they were like, you have to be 18 to buy cigarettes. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been buying cigarettes my whole fucking life. What right. That happened to me about? too. I was 13 years old when I went to walk into a 7-Eleven in Vegas and I was like, I need a pack of Marlboro Red 100s, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And they're like, where's your ID? And I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, what they're the like, fuck? They're yeah. like, you're not old enough to be buying cigarettes. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I said, I've been buying cigarettes since I was eight years old. I said, they're for my mom. She's just a lazy bitch in the car. And they, fucking, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no. And I went out and I told my mom, she was fucking pissed that mm-hmm. she had to get out of the car and go get cigarettes. Oh, Jesus Christ. But when I was at my mom's in Connecticut, which is where I spent most of the time, you know, like, fuck that. I No. Um, my, my mother's idea and it still was if she was awake everybody was awake so at 6 a.m on a saturday morning she'd start vacuuming the hallway right outside my door and just hit the door with the vacuum over and over again just to fucking wake my ass up so that she could kick me out of the house she'd be like go do something i don't care what just be, be home you know i don't know by by the time the sun goes down you know by the time dinner like be home when dinner's on the table i don't know what time that is it's when i'm done cooking it but your ass better be sitting in the seat when dinner's served but not before then because then you're just gonna fucking annoy me so just figure it out, figure it out. like pull, t- pull out the psychic hotline and your ass better be sitting at the fucking table when dinner's served and not before i was like okay mom whatever and i, I i'd be gone for 12 13 hours yeah. No oh, idea. Gone. No, no, no uh yogurt. Always been late dinner eaters. That shit. Oh no, we were early. Yeah. And I liked I would prefer to be done with dinner and have all that shit taken care of. When my mother o'clock. says dinner's at seven, dinner's at 8 30. My mom wouldn't come home for two or three days at a time. So you know I wish. You know, no, see, that, well, no, that's more terrifying because then you I don't know wish. every second is the next second they're gonna be home. Oh, I know, but man. It's actually more terrifying because you sit there and paralyze. Like this. Like, fuck, she's going to walk through the door any fucking minute, so I can't do nothing. What I would do is I would just wait for my mom to walk out. I, but She rarely worked, but when she did work and I was a teenager, when I would hear her close the front door, and then I would wait a couple minutes because she's fucking shitty driver, wait a couple minutes, and then I'd peek out my window, and I could see her at the stop sign. And as soon as she made that left, I reached behind me, and I grabbed my weed and my my bowl, and I just fucking smoked when she was gone. My mom smoked with me all my life. I was, my mom didn't smoke. I said, I my dad um, taught me how to roll his joints when I was like five because I had smaller fingers so I could roll them tighter. And plus he was driving. So, you know, I'd be in the front seat of his van or I'd be in the back of the panel van with the dog. Um, but, you know, if I had to roll his cigarettes, which is what he told me they were because, you know, um, I was five, uh, I'd come up, you know, I'd climb up to the front seat and I'd, I'd sit on the edge of the front seat and I'd sit there and I'd, I'd roll him a half a dozen joints and then I'd go back and I'd hang out with the dog in the back. You remember that panel, man? I do. Yeah, I was blast. I was better, actually. You know, it, the, it was it was great. So uh, I started smoking when I was like 13. My mom was not for it, but my first stepdad smoked too. And he hid from her the fact that he smoked so I would steal his weed and he couldn't say anything because he didn't, Tell my mom that he smokes. (laughs) Anyway, but I think the 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 point is, you know, we were raised so feral that, or so many people in our generation, like we had such little supervision. Oh yeah. When we had kids, we're like, all right, this is, you know what? Um, 
some people went way far in the extreme other direction. So it, it turned them into helicopter parents because they were so unsupervised and it fucked them up so much. They're like, oh, I've got to do the exact opposite with my kids because too far. they take it way too far. And I, it, hey, it, it's, it's just being it's a terrible. parent well, is fucking stressful, bro. Especially when you, the only parent. I would you think had that, were fucked up. Parents. I mean, I would just like being a parent. I just don't want. I just don't want to fuck this kid. More in. stressful than being a parent. And that of a is boy. right where I'm at. I'm actually with with Layla. I'm like, oh my god, being I know how to be a girl, a boy mom. I would just go clean his room once a month Seriously. and drop off a box of condoms. My, okay, ex- I, go. my kid just is about to turn seventeen. He and just he got his license. Know. And he's like, Aunt Heather, and, can I call you the weekend? Before? He's got a girlfriend, and I told him, I'm like, he he tells me more than I want to know, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that he does. And I just flat out told him, look, when you need condoms, go talk to Aunt Heather. Mm-hmm. And that's, she's, she's got the, don't tell me that part. She's got that covered, but you know, that's be, that's a boy mom here. Here's keys to a car. Don't die. Don't kill anybody. Don't get anyone pregnant. So when you were kids, this is how we got our jokes. This is how we got memes. Yes. Yes. You remember these old, these old cartoons? So much fun. Absolutely. (laughs) It's Friday. (laughs) <laughs> yes and you, so you'd wrap up little notes and you'd like fold them into the origami oh, you squares the ones and shit. you go like this with your fingers yes. and you change them. Yeah. does he love does yes, that love one. and then you have to fucking pull the flap oh. and then you have to do like fucking four more then you gotta pull a flap you know what i mean yeah some super <laughs> secret like technology we had mm-hmm. oh god hey we were self-entertaining and we didn't have fucking electronics okay Absolutely. We got it done. Absolutely. Well, we figured and we shit have out. actual scars from being outside playing and getting fucked up and then not going home to oh, deal yeah. with that shit. Like, oh, and if I did, the only time I did go home was like if my mom wasn't home and I would just run in and pour some alcohol on it and then I'd run back out. But that's it. Like, I was whatever. That was when I lived in the white neighborhood. When I lived in Howard Beach, I was allowed outside. Okay. <laughs> It, it really was in New York, all about the neighborhood you live in. It really is. I was out playing the streetlights was my, during the summer, that was when you were. Yeah. Or, or you go out home. for an hour. Remember you were, okay, you go out for one hour. So it's it's 4.52, and if you're not back at 6.52, you're grounded. But we didn't have watches. Yeah. We didn't have shit to tell time with. Oh, I did. That's a torture. Like, why would you do that to it? Okay, so this nondescript measurement of time that you don't know where really when it really ends. You know, so what you're doing is all your friends who have watched, hey, what time is it? All right, I got 10 minutes. Hey, what time is it? Do you remember doing that? Did you guys? That's why I remember. Yeah. Uh, now, though, you know, my our 11-year-old loves to go outside. The, the 16-year-olds never would have, but the 11-year-old loves to go outside. He's outside all the time. And we moved to a new neighborhood where we still live on an island, like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, but she's not on a super busy fucking street. No, not anymore. on a super busy street like I was. So now and he's now like, kids can go outside. He, he's allowed to go out and play. And he's like, hey, mom, like, you know, what can I do? Where can I go? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Go just wherever you want. Just don't leave the island and, you know, just come home. By the time the show's over. Because that's when you make dinner. Because that's when I make dinner. That's so cool. he's like, what? Really? Like, I, you don't get how big that picture is. That's yeah. Mona Lisa right there. That's oh, cool. yeah. That's oh, cute. Part 11 by 14. In your photo packet thing. Yeah. He's cracking me up. Yeah. Before have... they were a fucking $200 for the crappiest pictures you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 
please. Can I smoke? This smoke. is a smoking area. Yep. <laughs> if you if you persist in not smoking, you are required to leave. It's a smoke shop. Frontier That's smoke shop in Arizona. That's hilarious. I went through that. Like when my mom died, I got all I got these fucking boxes and boxes of pictures and I realized that there are no pictures of me. I remembered. This is really it. The ones I remembered. This is what Maybe I Maybe they found you under a cabbage patch. They had to because fuck. Hey, hey, don't talk about mud floods too hard there. <laughs> this is not a true conspiracy episode. I, I found a mud flood uh, bridge in, in Nashville, Tennessee, downtown. Oh, I, yeah? The Parthenon. Oh, you got a, I got a whole episode I could do about the Parthenon in Nashville, Tennessee, the Capitol building with the uh, sign of raw with the sun god with the sun with the, the rays that come down. Um, the electric company that has a uh, stone dome, no tar, no metal. It's just a stone dome in the middle of the electric company building. Um, these are old. I mean, these are old mud flood buildings. And they, they founded Tennessee exactly when we were having the Civil War. But I uh thought. Okay. No, 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 no. So the Moors were here well before Christopher Columbus. Oh, um, oh yeah. No, but we were, but we, this is, there was an advanced civilization on earth. There were many of them. Eight. Six of them actually God has destroyed. Um, we will be number oh, seven. So who's God? See, that's the part. You well, there, 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 are, there are many gods, but there is only one true source. Right. So but you know about the Black Knight satellite, right? The Black Knight satellite. The Black Knight satellite. You know, like about the, no, the Black Knight satellite. Uh, uh. It's a polar orbit satellite that has been polar orbiting since the fifties, and it's sending out signal that shortwave radio people have actually deciphered, including NASA tracks it as space junk. And until about three years ago, we could not do anything other than an equator orbit. There, it's, this has been doing this, but they found out that the black hole that we're sending a signal back to. It's not a black hole, but a cloaked area of space. Oh. So, guys, just go to sleep tonight knowing that Jesus loves me, this I know. Um, yeah, there's, this is NASA. Not a space agency. Yes, NASA. I gotcha. <laughs> it's, it's more lie. I mean, gosh, there's nothing about our history that's accurate. Nothing. They've lied to us about everything. Absolutely everything. They've lied to us about what's happened and they've lied to us about what's going to happen. But very soon the veil will be lifted and you guys will all see the truth. So um, we, we have we've had huge jumps on that. I think we're doing great mm -hmm. on, on waking a lot of people up. It's been awesome. Yeah, Not that everybody is. But yeah, it's a, it's changing people's religion. You believe well, so and now you don't. I don't like the word religion because religion is man-made and, and used to divide us, right? Religion is division. Is I, our life. <laughs> I, I, I like, I like faith, right? I believe in, I believe in God. I, I believe in a, a higher power or something bigger than me that has uh, a direct influence on my life. Um, all right. We let the, we let those oh, fucking Jesus. assholes out now. Jesus Christ. Are they farting now? They're standing at the door now. They both want to go out. So um oh, I'm supposed to get a break when I come. They were separated. By my oh, little yeah. Annie's just giving a wiggle butt right now. She just wants Heather to pet her. No, that's <laughs> <be fucking good. laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, religion, religion is division. I don't I don't like religion, but a lot of people have woken up and a lot more will. That's the problem, is it's it's the mind this is it's all made up mindset, right? And I got to get you to th say what you believed all your life doesn't exist anymore. 
that's you got to lose that religion you got to get like oh we're changing religions now we got to go find out what is really the truth and then i'll then we'll have to figure it out then but right now this is all fake this is all a lie i mean i like and i i i was a first bible baptist so i was a youth pastor in the 90s i you know i i was the guy right i i was an awana's director the whole thing knew the bible you know blah 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 and now i'm now i really worry that was i you know doing the right thing was i the right guy was i doing the right thing because i made people afraid like i like listen guys you think sinful thoughts you're just gonna your little pecker's gonna fall off i didn't say that but it's just you know everything's gonna kill you you're gonna die everything it's like that's been it's not the death of the body that you need to fear it's the death of the soul right but it was just so like even that they were so like no music you know Mm. Well, um, here's a little fear porn for you. Oh, great. This is great. This is actually from 2017. Oh, I know this one. Oh, this is terrifying. Yes. Three thousand precision strikes. Hold on. They all exist. We're super proud of it. It allows you to separate the bad guys from the good. It's a big deal. But we have something much bigger. Your kids probably have one of these, right? Not quite. Hell of a pilot? No. That skill is all AI. It's flying itself. Its processor can react a hundred times faster than a human. The stochastic motion is an anti-sniper feature. Just like any mobile device these days, it has cameras and sensors, and just like your phones and social media apps, it does facial recognition. Inside here is three grams of shaped explosive. This is how it works. Did you see that? That little bang is enough to penetrate the skull and destroy the contents. They used to say guns don't kill people. People do. Well, people don't. They get emotional, disobey orders, aim high. Let's watch the weapons make the decisions. Now, trust me, these were all bad guys. Now that is an airstrike of surgical precision. It's one of a range of products. Trained as a team, they can penetrate buildings, cars, trains, evade people, bullets, pretty much any countermeasure. They cannot be stopped. Now, I said this was big. Why? because we are thinking big. Watch. A $25 million order now buys this. Enough to kill half a city, the bad half. Mm -hmm. Nuclear is obsolete. Take out your entire enemy, virtually risk-free. Just characterize him, release the swarm, 
and rest easy. These are available today. We have a distribution network taking orders from military, law enforcement, and specialist clients. The nation is still recovering from yesterday's incident, which officials are describing as some kind of automated attack, which killed 11 U.S. senators at the Capitol building. They flew in from everywhere, but attacked just one side of the aisle. It was chaos. People were screaming. You can see high windows, very small, precisely punctured to gain entry to the building. What did you do for the victim? I just did what I could for him. Things weren't even interested in me. They're just buzzing. Government right sources admit the intelligence community has no idea who perpetrated the attack, nor whether it was a state, group, or even a single individual. So if we can't defend ourselves, then we strike back. We are investing very heavily in classified defense projects. We make it our deterrent like our nuclear deterrent. We stockpile in the millions, the billions. At key facilities, the White House, the New York Stock Exchange, Wall Street. Safe in their homes. Well, we wish we had boots on the ground in every community in this country, but we don't. So our instructions are to stay in touch. Ollie, oh, yeah. hi. Hi, Ollie, honey. How, how's Edinburgh today? How, how are all your studies going, huh? Good. Great. Oh, great. Hey, aren't we doing a video call today? I'm uh, kind of with people, so. Uh... Oh. Oh, well, come on, Oliver, put her on. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. No, oh, well, listen, I see some photos here with somebody, and I can see lots of likes, and what's that all about? Oh, shit, here, and on your mom, she's on the spy stuff in the military. What? What is this video right here? Oh. Uh, no, I'm not going to click on oh, that. Oh, it's just this, uh, human rights thing about a oppression or whatever. <laughs> honey, honey, you're not going into politics, are you? I mean, so no problem. Safe here, just like you said it would be. Heavy traffic approaching the A720 this morning due to police Police are not saying this morning what prompted the alert. Claim relaxing firearm legislation would be useless against the so-called slaughterbots. As to stay away from crowds. When indoors, keep windows covered with shutters. Protect your family. Stay inside. still struggling to make sense of an attack on university campuses worldwide, which targeted some students and not others. The search for a motive is apparently turning to social media and a video shared by the victims exposing corruption at the high... It's often surprising. The weapons took away the expense, danger and risk of waging war. And now we can't afford to challenge anyone, really. It's, it's not, even, not even the smallest fringe group or a crank. Who could have done this? Um, anyone. Dumb weapons drop where you point them. Smart weapons consume data. When you can find your enemy using data, even by a hashtag, 
You can target an evil ideology right where it starts. Okay. This short film is more than just speculation. It shows the results of integrating and miniaturizing technologies that we already have. I'm Stuart Russell, a professor of computer science at Berkeley. I've worked in AI for more than 35 years. Its potential to benefit humanity is enormous, even in defense. But allowing machines to choose to kill humans will be devastating to our security and freedom. Thousands of my fellow researchers agree. We have an opportunity to prevent the future you just saw, but the window to act is closing fast. You know, the, the thing about movies is that um, even short films, if they're presenting technology in movies, we already have it. They're documentaries. All movies are documentaries. Exactly. Either they're prophecies or documentaries or docu or prophetic documentaries. Go go watch Wag the Dog and the Matrix back to back and then tell yeah. them you feel. The movie Wag the Dog is one that most people have never seen. It's, it seems like to be this obscured thing, but it literally will show you the Ukraine war. Yes. Or Afghanistan or... Right. I, when when Ukraine started, I was like, wag the dog. I think I named the first episode about Ukraine, wag the dog. I was like, it, it's, yeah. oh, however, I see that and I think, oh, look, that's the locusts from Revelations. Well, the thing is, is that we already know that technology exists. Guys, I spent in 2006 when I started working DOD, I started, started getting in this high security command centers and we were putting in ground penetrating radar underneath command centers because we wanted to know if anybody was tunneling under us because we tunnel other under other under other countries sorry my edibles kicked in yeah. uh, but you know that's guys you have to realize that this is not i mean we're up here on the top side acting all okay but we really honestly we should have and this is the bad part I can go out singularly and say we should be in the streets and hunting this down until it we literally purge the earth of this, right? And we will open every door, and we will uh, you know lift every rock, right? We're not, we can't, we, we don't, we we do, we don't. If I walk out the door today and I'm slung with my whatever, and I'm out there like we're taking down, we're doing this, we're gonna get rid of them, I'm gonna be on the news, <laughs> but not because anybody else is with me. But that's what it should be, though. We already think, know it should be there. I think those that will stand will when it. Those that are supposed to will stand when it's time. January Sixers have kind of gotten stuck in the wind, man. I mean, I got a lot of friends that are. I got. By the way, the phone system that January Sixers use. You mm -hmm. want to hear this? The the phone system that the January Sixers use is owned by China. I white papered it all the way back. There's a a dummy company out of san francisco the, the same guy has all the positions of the corporation but then there's just happens to be another office in china <clears throat> which is the world headquarters guys we god lee we're just getting stuck we got yeah. better 
Yeah. Am I coughing? Well, before we get out of here, this is really funny. Um, Jim, I know you'll appreciate this. Okay. And this happens to me all the time. You know how when you go on air, you actually go on air like five seconds sooner than you think that you do. Right. Right. So, um, this, huh? What'd you do? This was, no, this, this was on the BBC actually. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, okay. Oh my God. This was so fucking hilarious. So freaking hysterical. Live from London, this is BBC News. Britain's former... <sighs> Hold on, let's play that again. She meant it, too. She meant it. She was pissed. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm going to back that up for you. There it is. Yeah, right there's that like, motherfucker. <laughs> girl, too. How many times have y'all seen me do that? Mick, right before the show starts, I'm like this, and the camera pops up. So when this happened to this chick, I was like, dude, I can totally appreciate this because I do this to my husband every, almost every day on the show. <laughs> it's, you know, he makes it so easy. He does. It's very funny. Exactly. Let's see that's well, hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna get going. I'm uh, my my voice is tickling me here, so I'm gonna give it a break. But hey, thank you for thank you so me. much. This is great. Yeah. So um, let me ramble on. Hey, I'll uh, I'll have to come on your show sometime and tell you our um my our our cra- my crazy story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Have crazy stories. What? Oh, the fuck she does. Oh so. yeah, yeah. Mean women have crazy stories. Well, hey, I I I got to tell you about um what really happened to Maria Orsic. Okay. Um, and yeah, the picture. And then, uh, yeah, because once I found that picture, I started digging. Um, but I started digging internally, so I started digging into my own family because obviously I look just like her. So I found. It. I really know everybody's like. Sick. I saw that earlier. He's like, I just every time I just don't see it, and I. <laughs> it's so hard because I know what you look like. Yeah. Exactly. You know, 20 years ago. Yeah. Some good friends. You know, you should do that. You get some good friends. You let that girl right there. You let her go. She doesn't want you on your side. You're not that pretty. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She's, she's, she remembers what I looked like 20 years ago. I looked just I like, like that. Her. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they, yeah. did, they haven't, they didn't see you like that. You yeah, know, like, exactly. We've seen each other for 13 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not that in a bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but when I seen her, when I seen you, right, it was like, oh, I know. Yeah, fuck, yeah. she looks exactly the same. She always looks fucking like She's still just get, get down here. <laughs> Down, <laughs> dude. She's been yeah. my friend since we were like four years old, so it doesn't really matter what we say to each other at this point. It's a, you know, it's uh, yeah. You guys are those moments. We call, yeah, we we call each other out on our bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, um, and then and then yes, I have another very crazy story about uh, to tell you about um what's going on. Yes, yes. How God found me. We'll put it that way. So anyway, um, kick me in the ass, hit me over the head many, many, many times. So very interesting. Sound like a a bad porn to go on there. So all right. Sort of. Actually, it started out that way, actually. (laughs) Now you're just toying with me. (laughs) All right, Jim, thank you so much for your time. This is fantastic. Oh, the jimpriceshow.com. Yes. Wherever they can find you. Because now you're on decentralized media as well. Yeah, the, the Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm not on YouTube. Is the only thing I'm not on. 
none of us are because we just get kicked off. Yeah, YouTube sucks. So. I got Josh kicked off his last channel. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that yeah. was my fault. I'm chasing that. So, <laughs> all right, okay. I'm outie. Bye. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, fantastic. Well, we didn't get too much of the news, but I, you know what? Fuck the news. It's depressing. It really is. It sucks anyway. He was fun. He was fun. It's a good time. A good time. So is there anything I wanted to talk about? No, because you know what? It all sucks. We'll get back to the news tomorrow. Because, you know, Josh will want to be talking about the news. So, and uh, and we'll see how Mick's doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't care about the debate that happened last night. There was a good, a couple good. Oh, uh, Trump won the straw poll as to who won the GOP debate, and he wasn't even there. Like, he won the straw poll by like 18 points as to who won the GOP debate, and he didn't even show up. So that's that's a fun time. Um, oh, there there was one. Here we go. All right. So last night we had Liana on the show. We were talking about how uh, cats are aliens. Cats are aliens. They're domestic terrorists. They are domestic terrorists. You know what? Mm -hmm. That's great. So we're going to end this here with uh, um, just cat videos. A, a little bit about cats. Okay. If you're thinking about getting a cat. Hey, that's not fair. Watch this video. <laughs> you have a cat, bitch. She's a fucking stray that doesn't come out of Connor's room like hardly she's ever. So, so adorable. she's so easy. <laughs> deliberate on the I part mean, of the cats. I'm I gotta just tell you, saying. some of that shit. But I tell everybody, I'm like, okay, so you guys don't know me that well. So I actually don't judge me, bro. Have six cats at home. She's the crazy cat lady. Not even on fucking purpose. She's Her son is the crazy fucking cat That's lady. That's what it is. <laughs> He's the cat whisperer. That's what we call him. Uh, right? But his, uh, his stepmom and his dad and his siblings came out over the summer to visit and she was like oh wow you know i really appreciate that the house is like childproof and i said i didn't do that shit for you i was like i got six cats in this motherfucker that's like having a bunch of free-range toddlers in this bitch are you fucking kidding me i was like they fuck up everything i have nothing nothing is out i had to keep my plants in my arrow garden 
in a fucking cabinet under my TV and the little fuckers still got it open. They're terrorists. They are domestic terrorists. And my, they just run around all get, day. Nope. Like bad little, just like toddlers, just terrorizing the whole fucking house all day. And then they want to come and fucking snuggle and go to bed. Fuck you, little asshole. They're a little terrorists. Yes. Anyway, on that note, um, so cats are aliens. Terrorists. No cats actually died in any of those videos. Proof that they are fucking aliens. Because, I mean, there seriously had to be some telekinesis going on in there. They for some of that shit. Hilarious. I loved the one where he was pushing over the water. He did that shit on purpose. On to the other cat. He totally did that shit on purpose. That was so calculated. I'm sorry. It Completely was 100% on purpose. They're not like I dumb. Said, They're more than half of that shit was they deliberate. They are evil, deceitful little creatures. Yes. They are aliens. I love Anyway. So we're going to get out of here. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for the good book. Look at that. Mr. Hall has six cats, five dogs, and a newborn. Well, not so newborn anymore. He's what, like four or five months old now? Jeez. He's still squishy. Yeah, he's still squishy. He's still squishy. Yep. Yes. Well, in addition to the six cats, I do have the two Great Danes and the 13-year-old plot hound. And I'm about to go get an emotional support cow. So (laughs) we'll see if he fits. Yeah. Because he's smaller than my Great Dane. So we'll see. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. We're, she's getting a house cow that's smaller than Seamus. Yes. See? Five months. I was right. Six months and a couple days. Man. See? Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. for the good book. Liana comes on right after me at 9.05. Liana Wilbert Show on Pill.net and Rumble. And then I will be back again tomorrow evening, 5.45 for the pre-show. 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show for the Patriot Party podcast. Um, and Josh from the Red Pill Project is joining me. So that should be fun. Yes, yes, I know. It's time to go. <laughs> Our featured sponsor for tonight is Cardio Miracle. Heather's been off it for a couple of days because it's Life. fucking broke. Yeah. Um, Do you know it's expensive to breathe? It's expensive to breathe. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, this is like, it, this is something that you really, once you start on it you have to make room in your budget for it you really yeah. do because it wasn't in my budget when it, i lost it's life changing decided to uh fuck your job i know yeah mm-hmm. hey listen i can't do i couldn't you do just have to anymore. come over here more so that you can just, just drink yours yeah, yeah exactly i said we're going to get back to two production days a week yep. one for freedom gardens where we're doing the electroculture stuff and yep. then the other four we can be doing this knitting she's gonna teach me to knit I am going to, this bitch is knitting a blanket before I leave tonight. Fuck my life. It okay. takes fucking no time. Shut up. Anyway, uh, so thanks for watching, y'all. For V Lynn and Heather. I will see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Bye.
snares and alligators But once you get to the gate You can't depend on your waiters Cause you'll be over your tater I'm talking growing tomatoes Feeding the worms I fish with later I'll have a fish stick plate Over a six foot grave Before I take a knee As our anthem plays My hands on my heart I stand on what I say And my second amendment Handles what I can't I ain't trying to be Billy Badass Or talk shit I'm just saying There's the line Don't cross it I got a red rider gun when I was three So I don't run or hide from anything Bitch, I'm a red, white, and blue Color purple on the south And you can fuck around and find out Love my country, love my freedom Fuck the welfare, now I don't need them Shotgun race from the woods to the plate Ain't never went hungry, ain't never too late To come around here, son, running your mouth You can fuck around and find out Strapped up in a wifey, I can show you if it's needed. When you see it, you'll believe it. If you don't love it, you can leave it. Michael Jackson, you can beat it. F-A-F-O, I teach you how this game go. Different joints, same smoke. Wake up, wear the same clothes. Real redneck, I'm a piece of white trash. Blue collar boy, but my lady's high class. Got the music way up loud with a cigar in my mouth. Fuck around and come find out how we do it in the South. Ain't saying nothing, but you're running that mouth. I never take a hand out, I'm too damn proud. I'm a son of the dirty south with a truck seat eye and he straight pipes loud. This land, land of freedom, double barrels in case we need. Man up, we'll sit your ass down. We done talking, fuck around and find out. I love my country. 